Hello and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Halden and Carl Hibbard. <laughs> I was so, so hoping you'd do that. Today we are joined by a very special guest and you might be thinking, oh, I'm not, I'm not sure who this is going to be. They recently did... He's got a big willy. Complete. <laughs> <laughs> a world record. Now, we have to call it an unofficial world record because it's not fully being checked yet. But today we are joined by Benjamin Halden. Round of applause, everybody. Yeah. Come on, Ben. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Every time. So humble, aren't I? Yeah. So, Ben, if everyone did not know, has just completed a very difficult, intense 24 hours. And I say just completed because it is literally Monday and he finished it midday on Saturday. Now, I'm going to let you tell everybody what you've done. Okay, I think I've been teasing pushing telling this over the past couple of weeks anyway so i'm sure you're all probably aware or regular listeners will be aware anyway that i'd signed up to do a guinness world record for the farthest farmers carry over 24 hours back in february March, february April, february March, something like that uh, well i decided to do it then i think it was only 12 weeks ago well i decided that i was going ah. to do it off the back of uh, an operation that I had back in the January for testicular cancer. I was going to raise money for testicular cancer and men's mental health with Movember. And this weekend was the weekend that was taking place at Beverton Oval. And the record to beat was 50.02 kilometers, which was set by Jason Hickson in 2018, a guy from Ireland. So a very, very big feat in itself in, tr- in trying to hit that 50k. And we did it. We got it done. And uh, podcast end. <laughs> okay. Now, for people who may not have seen it, I don't know how they might have missed it. But what what did you actually have to do? So what was the goal? So, yeah, what was the record? What it, did you carry? If people want to see the things, carbolard, milk jugs, you can see them on my Instagram. I think we're going to post a YouTube of it very soon. They're big metal canisters with handles on them. The biggest the biggest annoyance was over the past couple of weeks is that we only weighed the canisters, what, two weeks before the challenge? Like a, It was like a week. <clears throat> yeah, and it meant that the canisters were actually about 48.2 pounds, so 1.8 pounds lighter. And obviously, 
is there anything lighter than 50 pounds? It doesn't count as a world record. So I'd basically done 10 weeks worth of training with the lighter weight, which I know 1.8 pounds doesn't sound like a lot, but then when you put it on top of the canisters and it's accumulative over hours and hours and hours, it feels like a lot. I think as well, it's like the mental aspect of I've been training with this and then, oh, now it's heavier. Like I I think even if it was less weight, the mental Mm -hmm. element of, oh, I'm just adding weight Mm -hmm. to what is already like so fucking heavy. Must have just really done you. Yeah, I I think that's why it was good that literally the morning of I sprayed them green. Mm. I honestly think that helped a lot because them sitting on top of the green canisters being silver. Just explain what them is. We know what it is, but just people listening, what did you stick on? So we had, I I ordered two 0.75 kilo plates from Amazon and with a magnet, put them on top of the two big canisters that I was was holding anyway. And I think I want to be honest with people on this podcast because I just want to be transparent and I think everyone will have these tendencies as they go through life where you'll almost have like a devil and that angel on the shoulder. There's two different voices that sometimes will pull you from pillar to post. Some people might have them about nights out, about uh, being offered drugs, drink. People might have them when they're faced with something in the street where they could make easy money or they could steal something or, you know, those those moral dilemmas that we're often faced with in life where there's, there's two decisions that you can make. And that cropped up to me the week of, of which I discussed with you two as well in terms of what I could do is I could potentially weigh the canisters with the discs on top of the canisters and then take them off. And I'd be able to, I think I'd be able to completely challenge you because that week of, I I hadn't slept that well because I was thinking about this extra weight was on top, which to many people, again, won't sound like a lot. But when you felt, even Cal, when we were in the, the outside, but I remember you picked them up, didn't you? And yeah. you're like, one feels considerably heavier with yeah, the other did. without the weight on. Yeah, did. <clears throat> so I'd had that back and forth in my own head. Like that again, I don't think I can identify with either of those voices. They were just the two voices in my head. One was saying, You can do that. You could do this way, Ben, where you could take the weight off, or you could hide the weight, you could weigh them without and then do it. So weigh it with and do it without. Or you could just do the thing and you could fail but you're doing it with good intention and you get to keep your morality. Is that that the right word? And I think the, the big question I asked myself, and I said this to Cal, when I'm 65 years old and I'm sitting, I don't know, at the back or the front of my house, smoking a, an Upman and drinking a glass of red, and I'm telling the story about when I set a Guinness world record, the thing that would always be in the back of my mind is I didn't actually set a Guinness World Record because I carried 48.2 pounds, yeah, not, yeah. not 50 pounds. And that's the thing was like, there's, there's no point. I, again, that's why I want to be completely transparent about it because I think we all have those elements probably sometimes in our life where we could make, uh, choose the um, easy wrong over the hard right. Yeah. Mate, I think it's, it's a really good thing that you're being open about this, to be honest, because I think it's something that is probably not spoken about enough. Obviously, not everyone's going to be doing a world record like this. But but doing something in that dishonest way, like for bodybuilders, for example, the amount of bodybuilders who are competing in a natural show and go, you know what, I could just do a round of tests. What would I look like if I just jumped on something? Mm-hmm. Mm. No one's going to know. Like, 
the the thing about this as well is if if that was something you wanted to do it would have been the easiest thing in the world to just take the things throw them off to the side and just do the walk but the fact that obviously we've got it all on camera we've mm -hmm. got you know i don't know how many eyewitnesses who were there and we weighed it before and after there isn't a even a yeah, no. shred of doubt that you did it with that. But I think the fact that you've had that is the most human thought of all time. Like, how easy would it be to just slip them off, you know? Do you know what? I, I actually felt like a bad person for having those thoughts. No, 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 no. I think you know, when we had that conversation in the, the gym, when I brought it up, I felt like a bad person for, for having those thoughts. And that's why I'm saying I don't identify with either of those two voices. They were just the two voices. And then I had to make mm. a decision for me. Because, I, I mean, I, like you said, not everyone will identify with, I've got to make this decision for world record, but yeah. people will have those decisions that they'll have to make every day. Yeah. People have those decisions that they'll have to make on a night out if they have a partner and they're faced with the blonde in the nightclub who is coming onto them or the guy who has slipped into the DMs or you are on a weight loss journey, but you're on... Uh, I don't know, a staff do and everyone's going for cake at lunch and you have those decisions to make yeah, yeah. which you either choose the easy wrong or the hard right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think people could like, you know, they'll find a wallet on the floor and they'll think, oh, there's exactly. 400 quid in it. God, I'll go out. I'll, that mm -hmm. could really do my holiday spends. Or you go, no, you know what? How long has someone actually worked to save up this 400 pounds? I want to hand it in. It's just your own morals, isn't it? I think when you had a conversation with me, I was like, I can't, I can't be a part of it. I was like, I just, because I'm very, I'm, I'm quite, I'm like overly like PC, aren't I? And I'm very just scared of doing anything wrong. And I was like, even though I'm your wife, I was like, I don't, I can't, I can't, be, I don't know what to say. And obviously tried to say to you like, they're just weird thoughts that you're having in your head and you will be able to do it. And you did do it. And that, I think that shows even when you think something's really hard, because I think you went out on a, I don't know, you had like a three hour walk or something. And you said, you got back. Bear in mind, you've done six hours, four hours. You like, they feel really heavy. And I think it was just psychological because yeah. you carried them for 24 hours. So I think in your head, it was just all psychological, the thought of kind of seeing them. So spray painting them and blending them into the rest of the uh, canisters was probably the best thing you did. I, I think I felt pressure as well, though, from if other people had attempted a world record maybe told other people about about it the fact that i told all of our listeners on the podcast the fact that you told hundreds of thousands of people the fact that i'd put it out on my instagram i felt pressure mm. and i felt pressure to win and to do it yeah. and i do believe I, I mean i listened to the chris williamson the the seabum podcast and the seabum often talks about pressure as a privilege and that started to sink in with, with me as well and i've got this pressure pressure for a reason but it's not a bad thing it's a good thing uh, I think that all all these little things sort of sway my decision to to that as well. But yeah, it's um it's it's something that I definitely I first felt bad about that it even coming to my head. But I think to like toot mine and Lucy's horn a little bit as well. I think it's good to have a sounding board that you can just bounce these ideas off because if you were on that walk, I think stewing with the idea of God that these are so much heavier. God, I could yeah. do this. I could throw them off to the side having it like that i think there's possibly a tendency for some people to like go down that easy path whereas actually having someone to sound it out with and go listen i'm feeling like this i feel like a bad person 
what are your thoughts and opinions on things that will definitely help you in the long run. Yeah, but I think you two aren't agreeable as well in the fact that I think some people I'd speak to would go, yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas you two don't have that um, response to a lot of stuff. We actually, a lot of the time, even when we're sitting in the office, I think it's good that we have debate where we're all back and forth with stuff and we don't just agree with each other's opinions and we explore different avenues of ways and things to go down, which is why I felt comfortable speaking to you both about it. I think though, in all honesty, we have now chatted about this wobble yeah. for more time than the actual <laughs> fucking wobble. We spoke about it for what, maybe a minute and yeah. 30 yeah. seconds? Yeah. And then it was like, actually, no, fuck that. Yeah. We're doing it. So then we moved on to Friday. Yes, we did. How did we you did. feel in the morning? I think I, I said this to Lucy. I don't think I'd ever prepared myself for what was going to happen. So I was just showing, I think I just turned up. Yeah. I just turned up like we were going for the train this morning down to London. And I think that was a good thing because I didn't overhype myself. Mm. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Because people are like, oh, what are you, what are you listening to the morning of you? You got Goggins on or what's a playlist? I was like, nah. Because I think if I'd overhype myself, it's not like I'm going for a one rep max where I need to be absolutely drilled off my cake yeah. to go in and rip rip and grip. It was long, boring, yeah, yeah, yeah. donkey work, which doesn't require me to be stimmed, doesn't require me to be hyped, doesn't require me to be big energy. It requires me to be calm, cool, and collective. And I th- feel that's how I turned up on the, on the morning, just ready yeah. to do it and i think like uh, i put an instagram video up which i didn't even plan on the morning and i think what i ended with is i just felt at peace i felt at peace with what i was about to do because i'd thought about me 24 hours forward i knew there's a version of me that had already done it hmm. that's what made me feel confident that i knew that it was a me because i knew i knew physically one million percent i could do it one million percent i think anyone could do it physically I don't think I don't anyone know. could do okay. it physically. I think, okay. if, I think if, that's you being a bit like, you've kind of not accepted how hard what you just did because everyone who's kind of met me, the handles me, has me, picked yeah. them up and can yeah. hold them for about two minutes. Yeah, no, literally two like, minutes. Like, literally two minutes at yeah. a push. It's not, It's not. oh, I think anyone could, I, I don't believe. What I mean by that is I don't believe I was given a God-given talent when I was born to uh, one day lift 100 pounds for 24 hours. I mean that if someone was trained for it for long enough. But what I think I also possess, which I think the a big thing for doing this for me is like when I was in school, I was always the sports captain. I was always the games captain. I always won everything. I think for the past five or six years, I haven't challenged myself in any way and I haven't had to do anything really difficult, which uh, kind of required any competition. 
Mm. Even the London Marathon, I was just running against myself. I wasn't really running against anyone. Whereas there was a guy with a number that I had to hit and the target that I had to hit. And I think I do well in those situations. So it was a, a bit of a test for me to, 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 to do something and show up and dig in mentally. So a lot of people thought, I really don't know why they thought this, that you had to hold them I physically off the floor yeah. for 24 hours, which, I'm sorry, <laughs> that actually it. is impossible. Yeah. I don't think, not even the world's strongest men could hold them off the floor for well, 24 I've hours. Well, I walked the, the world's strongest men with them and they didn't, so. Yeah. Um, so it just explains people what you actually did. So 24 hours is a very, very long time. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, me and Kyle had a... Me and Kyle started hallucinating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, we had two naps. We had two naps yeah. between us. Mine was a bit longer than yours. Yeah, you. Yeah. I had to go and wake Kyle up, and I felt really bad. I had to go and wake, wake up at like heart. No, so I slept Sit from me. four till five, and we'd said we were both going to get up, and Kyle hadn't got up, and I left no. it for a bit, and I thought, oh. no, it was five a.m. My alarm went <laughs> off, and I just slapped it. There's not a chance I'm waking up. So yeah, me and Kyle are obviously kind of logistics behind. The log books, the sorting, the making sure the witnesses are here and X, Y, and Z. But for you actually doing it for that 24-hour period just explains people the protocol. Yeah, I'm basically giving them the whole game plan away here, aren't I? <laughs> so anyone oh, yeah, wants you to don't go... Have to. No, I'm not asked. Um, yeah, I said this on one of the podcasts. It's not, it's not a lot of grip and rip and, and grin and bear it. It was about protocol it was about testing it was about data it was about feedback and then i broke that down into i, I tested sessions where i did <clears throat> 20 seconds on 40 seconds off uh, 40, 40 seconds on the carry sorry that was too hard i tested doing 20 on 20 off that was too easy we landed on 30 seconds on 30 seconds off of carry versus rest and that's the protocol I stuck to for the whole 24 hours i think i'd also had the privilege of watching the guy Jason on YouTube do it, who held the world record previously, and I think he'd started on a bit lot bigger stints of doing the walks, and then it slowly started to crumble. Is it crumble because he's had a world record, which is amazing. And he slowly got to like shorter and shorter times. So I was doing thirty seconds on thirty seconds off. My my plan at the start was to do a four hour stint and get 11k in and then take a 30 minute rest to eat and drink and then go out and do a three hour and then continue to take a 30 minute rest and a three hour walk 30 minute rest three hour walk on the 30 seconds on 30 seconds off so basically taking a 10 percent rest for whatever walk time i'd done i did the four hours felt great we'd covered 12k in four hours so it was a k ahead of where i wanted to be went back out to do the three hours and I think it was, it must have been six hours in, wasn't it? Yeah, it was six. Or just over six. Yeah. And I remember you, I think you must be able to read my face when something's gone wrong. Yeah, so it was honestly so clear. No one else noticed. No, and I, I kind of came over thinking. I don't ever try to hide it from other people. You just, you were walking with quite a few people at this point, but you weren't really talking. You didn't have the headphones in and you, your head was just angled down a little bit. But it was just this kind of look in your eyes. And I said to you, I was like, what's wrong? And you just like looked at me like you kind of didn't go, oh, my forearm. You went, my forearm. Like tried to not tell anyone. And I just walked away and then tried to sort physio and talk to my dad and painkillers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so six hours in, I was 90% in my own head about to quit. 
I was, I was, I thought if at this point, in terms of like physical pain, I think the pain I was in was started at an eight out of 10 and got to a nine out of 10 in terms of how I thought when I felt the pain in my bicep, you know, when you're seeing those Instagram videos where people's bicep ping up, ping right. up, I felt like it's probably not far away from a bicep tearing off the bone and it's about to ping up. That's how bad the, the pain was. I felt any minute I'm going to, I'm going to feel the bicep shoot up off the attachment because the pain was in where the bicep attaches to the tendon. I thought that's going to go soon. Um, and then I just carried on walking. I thought I would rather have the bicep ping and go and call it there than be a pussy and say, I'll just finish. And that's maybe like, I don't know, people might call it toxic masculinity or whatever it is, but that was just the headspace I was in at the time. I think because I would have felt so guilty for quitting so early on and let all the people down who had turned up. I'd sunk like a lot of money into it. It's like that sunk cost fallacy. I just didn't want to quit because there were so many things I'd already done and stopping there would have just been the worst thing ever. I think I learned a very valuable lesson in that part though is... After that, we don't know how we did it. I think it was was it my sister Kate rang a masseuse. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. So we got to the end of that stint, which was the three hours. So we were seven hours in, and to be fair, like to that point, we were ahead because I was twenty k in after seven hours. Considering the world record was fifty k, that was a big fucking chunk of, chunk of the uh, the distance already ticked off. Mm. So I came off, come to get the massage, and even when I was getting the massage, I thought oh, this is not gonna not going to do much i can't sit how is this going to change the, the pain that i've got my arm but there's like there's a ball in my bicep and she was massaging the the ball and i could feel it pinging and popping when she was doing it and it felt quite nice and then i think we like wrapped it up put some ibuprofen gel on it i took some more painkillers and then we went back out i was like yeah it, it's fucking done well because i think even you were like you look better mm. so it was about an hour and 15 again into what I think was going to be a three-hour three. block, yeah. but we called it a two-hour block instead. And this is what I think this is one of the lessons that I learned from that is that the reason why human beings have survived so long on planet Earth is because one of our biggest tools is our adaptability. And that was one of the things that I had to do with inside that challenge was be flexible to what was happening and what was going on because if i hadn't adjusted my t my protocol my technique to not just push on and try and do another three hours i think I could have fucked it further because i got to an hour 15 and then the pain started to kick in again so what i learned from that was every time i came break. off and break so we decided to do two hours on 20 minutes off still keep the 10 percent rest time every time i came off to do the the two the 20 minute rest i get a massage and it give me an extra hour 15 and 45 minutes of pain i thought that's a pretty good exchange i can deal with 45 minutes of pain for one hour 15 just sailing through and then the more and more of those that we did your dad did one of the massages mm -hmm. and then what was the painkiller give me oh yeah yeah something like that yeah it was a prescribed drug anyway it wasn't off the shelf it was something and that definitely helped as well and then we did a couple more of the two hour slots on and off on and off it probably got to about 12 so we probably got 12 hours in by this point and it's just the pain just started to go so one of the other big things i learned from that was again about temporary pain i think if you can 
learn to overcome it, even if you think this pain that I'm holding at the moment is just never going to go. I'd be able to apply it to other parts of my life, and I think other people can too, is if you're suffering from pain of like losing a loved one or you've split up in a relationship or you've lost something or a job's gone down a shit pan or you're just in a place where you're very unhappy in life, that pain won't last forever. And again, I think this is something I was thinking about in my head. It's the element of quitting that is similar to that, is that when people are very unhappy, they'll take their own lives, not knowing that that pain can be surpassed. It won't it won't always be that hard. It won't always be that cold. It won't always be that wet. There'll be a place where if you continue just to push, you will you will be able to overcome it. I think that's what I learned from the, just the bicep, which is such a strange mm. metaphor. But there was there's there's obviously other elements of that where I got I've asked for, for help. And it's so weird that I like, reflect on this now. There's so many other things which reflect or can be created as an analogy for mental health i asked for asked for help I, I told you about i told people when i came off i needed help that's why i got the massage instead of just bottling it up and not speaking to people about it i think with endurance events because i remember fergus saying this as well and i agreed you apps it's so weird like you really significantly go through like really good highs and the lowest of the lows where you're thinking yeah i'm done absolutely but then you come out and you're in like a you're in a high and i can't really wrap my head around how your body works in that way because obviously for you you've never in your life stayed up for 24 hours uh just been heavily intoxicated yeah but not like exactly so you've never stayed up for 24 hours doing something like that hard before and you just did it like you weren't even tired and obviously there's peaks and troughs in that but i think it just shows like how amazing our mindset and how amazing the human body can be because even me and Kyle had to have a little nap oh my god and we, we I, was, I was genuinely dying on my feet <laughs> i couldn't believe how tired i was and i was i was taking pictures <laughs> there was like one, that's all i was doing there was a moment though so you know when you went off schedule yeah. i'm there with my clipboard like schedule schedule has changed <laughs> and we we were so tired we were tr- trying to then figure out who the fuck came and when they left and the logbook yeah. the witnesses and that, that's why i had to wake Cal because we had to make sure there was two of us like making sure people were doing everything because we, we're not witnesses so we can't yeah, do anything, yeah, anything. <laughs> it was just making sure that they were here that text them yep yeah, they arrived okay sign do this gotta fill this in explain the thing get the yeah. So we, and then when the schedule went off, my my head fell out my ass. I was like, the schedule's gone. <laughs> like we got to wait for the schedule's gone after the first seven hours. What do we do? Ben, does that sound like something Lucy would do? <sighs> panic. Uh, the schedule Cal, you also panic, Cal. Cal was panicking just as much as me. I was panicking, Cal. Lucy's does have the tendency yeah. to be. Pat's uh, a little bit, a bit panicking. Ben, I was wondering, um, what's the name of the, the gentleman who set the record to start with? I think it's I think it's Jason Hickson. I might Jason, yeah, I think it was Jason. How important do you think he was to your performance on the Saturday? Like having set the record and essentially set the mantle. And I'll just expand on that briefly. The reason I ask that is there's a very famous example of 
Roger Bannister. I don't know if you know who he is. He's the the, the, um, the mile. The, the runner, running, yeah. yeah. So he's the, the man who set the first four-minute mile. And it was thought that humans were physically incapable of running a four-minute mile ever. They thought it was biologically impossible to do it. He set the record in 1940... Sorry, 1954. He set the record by running a three-minute 58 mile. And then four days later, somebody else beat it. So just because that it was proven that it could be done, he, the next person just had that belief and the mentality that, oh, if it's already been done before, I can do it easily. Mm -hmm. Did that kind of translate to you on, on something? Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have done 54K if you yeah. hadn't done 50K. Nah. I think having, um, having the flag on the moon was gave me direction. Mm. Strange, doesn't it? And it gave me a, as well a pace. Yeah, that's a, that's another very more practical element of it, isn't it? Yeah, because I knew ever missed, yeah, ever took like too long a rest time, I would have just been off off track. Another thing to spin it back on you, and I know I like I won't be hurt by either your opinion on this at like at all. When I signed up to do it, was there any element you thought he's bit off more than you can chew? And he's not going to be able to do it. I'll let you answer that one, Liz. I think I said to you straight away, I was like, what do you mean? I was like, what? I was like, that's, I couldn't wrap my head around it because I didn't even know that someone else had kind of achieved it. Yeah. Um, but also it's not something you did on the daily. You didn't, you didn't, no. I know you've got strong, every yeah, time we've done physical fitness tests, you've, you've been really good at farmers carry, but that's all I really had to go off. But then I would never not support you. If you've never tried something, I still think you're, you're going to be great. Mm. I think when you first started, oh no, when you first told me, not when you started and actually had the canisters and did the video with Kyle, I thought, yeah, that was because that was like May. When you first told me in like February, March, I thought, oh, so what? I didn't say that to you because I thought, yeah, if he's going to do it, he's going to do it. He doesn't need my yeah. my thought process. And then as soon as you like got the canisters and it was all kind of a thing, I was like, yeah, he's going to be fine. Mm. I, if I'm being totally honest with you, I'm not just saying this because you're two feet away from me. You can punch me or say no. No, I'm at no point did I doubt that you could do it at all. And I, I'm not just saying that. I genuinely sure. at no point. The guy who said that before you, it like all love to him. He's not built like you. You have traps like nobody I've ever seen yeah. before in my life. Mm -hmm. You've a grip strength like a bear. The only thing that would have fucked you up was injury. Yeah. Or mm -hmm. I don't know, freak weather that could have like we nearly got rained off at one point. But no, there was no point where I thought you can't do it. Um, and then uh, when you broke things down to with Fergus, obviously, shout out Fergus. Yeah, yeah, shout out, oh, yeah massive, sorry, massive shout out to Fergus. Thanks for mentioning that yeah, because definitely. we designed the program together. Not only that, he also turned up on the day yeah. and walked for a long three, time, maybe more hours yeah. in the rain carrying dumbbells with me for no reason whatsoever. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, he's a hero. I think when you broke that down and it was just like, well, yeah, I do have to walk 50, what, 52 is the goal, kilometers. Mm. Yeah. But I just have to do 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. I can go to the end of the path. Yeah. I just need to do that, you know, 400 times. Yeah. And I think, you know what, you've got 24 hours to do it. It's only 100 laps of a track. Come on, like, you got it in the bag. I, I, I genuinely, yeah. at no point, don't be sure. Yeah. So I, I, I think, like, even on that, though, as well, is that can p people listen to the podcast and uh, maybe thinking, oh, like, how the fuck is this even going to relate to me? is you can do that with any big goal. Mm. Like any big goal that seems really unachievable, whether it be a relationship, whether it be financially based, whether it be physically, wh whatever it is, you could have that goal and it just needs to be broken down. 
it needs to be chunked into unsexy, boring, monotonous work. That that's how most things are achieved. Though mm. a lot of people th- yeah. see things like Ronaldo banging every free kick in that he takes. That's hours and hours and hours just standing on a training pitch with no one there doing the work. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a quote on this. Um, it's by Will Smith, which is, of all what places. A guy. Yeah, but I'd stop mm. me if you've heard it. But he essentially says when asked how he could have such an incredible career, like rapper, movie star, TV star, you know, one of the biggest Mm. stars in the world, he goes, you don't set out to build a wall. You don't say, I'm going to build the biggest, baddest, greatest wall that's ever been built. You don't start there. You say, I'm going to lay this brick as perfectly as a brick can be laid. And you do that every single day. And sooner or later, you've got a big old wall in front of you. I love that. And it just makes a lot of sense. Uh, But I think people... D- don't lay that first brick perfectly, yeah. which I think is a lot of people's downfall. And they, they, especially with the way that people build walls these days, is built on steroids because of the internet and social media. And yeah. if you've got that weak first brick, wall is going to tumble hard, and you'll feel it. Yeah, it's as soon as you had your plan as well. Hmm. So when you then explained, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Thirty seconds, because I've been there throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm where you thought you weren't going to be able to do it, some of your walks in the rain where I had to come and give you a coat. When I saw you doing that from the off and you knew you were doing 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, there was no way in hell you weren't going to do it. Like you, you, would, you would have done it either way. And that's the only reason that I got really concerned when you did have an injury mid-prep. And I think you took like a week off and you were really stressed that you had to take a week off. And I, th- I don't know what you did. You just didn't train anything around like that bicep and forearm. And I was like, you'll be fine. I was like, you're just weak. I was like, you literally take it as a rest. It's good. Like, have that have that rest break. Have that. And I think that sometimes you go through stages where your mindset will take over and it will really dip and you think you can't do something. And that's when it is important to have people around you who also believe in the same goal. Like, even though, to me, obviously impossible. Actually, would never be able to do that. I can hold them for about two minutes. Well, it's broken down to two different records. There's a female record and a male record. What's the female, What's the female I don't, record? I don't know. Maybe I'll have to find the <laughs> card. Let's have a look. Absolutely It might not, not. be even attempted. Here we go. Lisa no. Davis next week. No. Female. No. no, do you know what? It's not a strength of mine. Grip strength. Yeah. I haven't got the grip strength of like a gorilla. Like Carl said, I am like not to toot my own hole. And this is like the thing I think I was built for. Yeah. I just... I'm not like the most aesthetic human being in the world, but yeah. I've got a fat neck and a fat pair of forearms, so yeah, no. it, it worked out pretty well. I think the only other person who's definitely built for this kind of thing would be Ross Edgley, who's just yeah. a bit mm. of a bear himself. Yeah. Um, but I was I was trying to think about this. I think, I mean, it probably wasn't, but some of the training sessions mentally were harder than doing the 24 hours because in the 24 hours, I had the pressure I had lo- loads of people around me. I had the sexiness mm. of the event. I had the accomplishment pending at the end of instant gratification of potentially getting a world record. Whereas on a Saturday, I was waking up at 5 a.m. Nobody there. Nobody cares. Nobody watching. No gratification at the end apart from you get home and wet and sore and I get up and do it again the next day. And that's why, do you know, sometimes when people comment on other people's posts of them... I don't know, putting a workout post up and you see some shitty people comment like, bro, nobody cares. I care. Mm. Because those sessions of you just showing up and doing the work and it not being about a big trophy or medal or world record at the end, that's what matters. 
the, the turn up on the day didn't matter. I was just an autopilot for that that part of it because I all the work had been done up until that point. You have to care about yourself. Do you know you wouldn't have been able to do something like that if you didn't care? Because you you physically wouldn't have gone out and done some of those sessions because they were brutal. The ones in the absolute horrendous rain where that one morning where I opened the garage because I was training and I did not realise it was like, you know, wet rain, hard, wet, like hail, thunder. And I just got in my car, got your coat, coming to pick you up, as in I think he's going to have to get in the car and drive back. And you're just like, no, no, I'll have the coat. And I'm about an hour and a half from home and I'll be fine. And I knew then, I was like, yeah, fucking sound. Mm-hmm. W- wet rain, it's fine. And I, I know we just spoke about like a couple of these similar things with uh, gelled. I don't know what order this is going out in, whether this podcast can be released this week or we're going to do a Jamie one. Mm, this one might be this week. Just Okay, we'll do this one. So oh, we'll talk, we'll, look what you did we'll talk about it first. Away the second guest. Well, everyone can tune in next week now for a great <laughs> episode. Um, but when I was thinking about quitting i was i was thinking about mainly other people mm. i no chance would have been able to do it without the people who were there on day i thought this to myself when i finished it there's absolutely I, I wouldn't have done it no way not a single chance do you mean that in the sense of obviously you you rely quite heavily on like the massages halfway through that was obviously a big part of it but do you mean more mentally as well i just mean the the, the friends that i have in my life I I know like I'm and you know people speak about friends and like oh my I've got the best friends like I genuinely would just wouldn't have been able to do it without the people who were who were there the people who had given up hours of their time just to, to just to be there people who just had friends who had had newborn babies friends who had travelled five hours from London you two had been there for the full twenty four hours your girlfriend Andrea who probably had a million things fiance. she'd rather sorry now fiance a million <laughs> things she'd rather do than stand mm. in a fucking stand in the cold wet rain friends who came and, and walked in the dark in the wet for hours on hours on hours friends who had carried umbrellas with her aunt with her shoulders yeah. pro- pretty much popping off their yeah. neck shout out to nick wicker yeah, who walked for, for 16 hours with me in the rain in the cold in the wet yeah for no benefit whatsoever yeah. but the fact that he just wanted to help me you walking fucking backwards on a wet track taking fit videos and photos it's just unbelievable how altruistic human beings actually are and what they'll give up for other people and that's why i said there's no way on earth i maybe i would have got like further further through there's no way I would have got to 54k. I don't think there's any way I would have done it. If I'd walked that track on my own with nobody else there, apart from the cameras and I knew I was doing it for Guinness World Record, wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Not not a chance. I also don't think when you say no one else like would give up that give up their time. I didn't feel like I was giving up time. I don't think anyone felt like they were giving up their time. They felt like they want to be a part of this. I don't know, do you it wasn't I didn't no. I, I know That's I'm so a bit different wife, best friend. I wasn't giving up. I was, I was, it wasn't even a question. And for everyone there, I can guarantee they weren't giving up their time. It was, we're not going to miss this. At, this is yeah. just, this is just it. This is, we're here to. Yeah, but I, I was the idiot that I put myself in that position. I didn't expect anyone to, to give up time. Do you know what I mean? People have, like, there's more important things in, li- in life and there's more important things to other people. 
you know what I mean? And the fact that people had still taken that time out of the the day, like that's why I I messaged. I think I think I messaged every single person in the morning. I've spent hours making sure that I had, and even people who, and this is what I put on the message about, like even people who were walking behind me, who probably thought that I didn't recognize that they were there, are people that I will never forget and gained even more respect for me because they just. There's a video I think Charlie took, and there's it looks like there's an army of people. <laughs> there's an army of people walking behind me, like. And when I saw, it, I was like, "Yeah, they're my fucking soldiers of war who are just walking with me." <laughs> Craig's fucking carrying this big boombox in a pink blanket because it's raining, yeah, and we we had fucking <laughs> Gangsters Paradise playing gang. again. Duh, duh, Literally, duh. Like that came on, and I was like, "Fucking yeah!" <laughs> yeah, and that's what gave me the motivation to to carry on going. I think we've we've spoken quite a lot about the people who were there on the day, but there was a point that I thought you were very much struggling. Um, and I remember us coming down like home straight, about to take the next left. It was probably, I don't know, it was maybe like eleven o'clock at night ish, <laughs> struggling, like really not doing. Too oh well. no! Yeah, and yeah, then I do. I saw yeah, Lucy Davis. <laughs> sorry, Lucy Heldon, sprinting up behind me and smiling ahead, like. So giddy, she was like, Cal, Cal, come here, come here, I need to speak to you. I was like, oh, What was I know. speaking to you about? About a, a message that you'd received. So, sprinting <laughs> up yeah. behind me, and I was like, God, she's excited, something good's happened. I said, What's up? She's like, Cal, I've got a message, I need to show Ben. I was like, Okay, let's save it, let's save it for like two hours, let's do it at like one o'clock when he's really in the hurt. Like, she was like, no. I can't, he has to see it now. <laughs> Like great, cool. So then, uh, we played a little message for yeah, you. Yeah, had you seen this message before? I'd seen it. No, I hadn't. I hadn't seen anything. I I knew who it was from. And yeah, and the plan, <laughs> the plan was to start. I just thought I was like, if that was me, it would be really nice to have messages off people who inspire yeah, sure. you or who have done things that other people have seemed impossible. Yeah. World strongest men, hundred mile world records. Like you got Ash Dykes, that bit. Mm-hmm. No, I messaged them all. I messaged. I messaged Goggins. I didn't get a reply from Goggins, yeah. but you put the bat signal off. I bet. I bet. Get everywhere. <laughs> I messaged everyone I possibly could, um, and we had these incredible messages. And there was one like a fly off the wall, and I thought probably not going to get a response. But this is Ben's number one guy. Yeah. I have never. I like sprinted to Cal. Yeah, it was eleven p.m. I was like, Cal, 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 Cal. And at the time, it was just a voice note. Because I hadn't, the, the video hadn't appeared yet. Uh, and Carl's like, just wait until he's, and I'm like, no. I was like, I need to show, <laughs> I need to show him now. And then that's when we showed you. Yeah, I'll play it again because I know we played in the Jamie podcast, but I think it deserves to be played. Yeah, yeah, no, we for play sure. it twice. This is the first um, time we've heard. In fact, what we can do as well is overlay the actual footage because I've got video of you yeah. watching it on the track. Okay. And the live the first, reaction to it. The first Yeah, the first time, time we really? saw it. Really? Yeah, I think so. I have not seen that. You yeah, this, this, this was, uh, I did, I did, um, did make me cry a little bit. I think, I think not, not just because of the person who said it, but what the, his words are like, he's such, uh, like, should we fill people in who we're talking about? Here? Yeah. So it's Alex Hormozy. And for those who don't know Alex, he is, oh, he started in the fitness space and really is developed as like, uh, a non-bullshit CEO who is um, really helping a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And I think it's his great personality, the way he's an absolute assassin with his words and his language, which just um, just really sets him apart. So I want to play this video that he, he, he actually posted on his Instagram feed, which was a message to me when I was in the depths of the world record. 
Let me just uh, it pull isn't about the pain. One of zero. This isn't about you, Ben. It isn't about the pain you're feeling. It's not even about the pain you felt getting here. It's not his page. It's about the pain of the hundreds of thousands of families who are going to lose their fathers, their brothers, their husbands, and their sons. It's about their pain, not yours. You're just the vessel. When you can't do anymore is when their pain tags in. And when you can't do anymore is when you can start counting. When you can't do anymore is when the work starts. Now is when you get to use all that anger, all the shame, all the pain, all the resentment, all the betrayals, everything. You can let it loose. You don't need to hold it in. You only need to do one thing right now. Keep fucking moving. You can die when you're done. Be one of zero. Oh, the goosebumps. Yeah, mate, when he said, you need to do one thing, keep fucking... I've, I picked up those fucking handles like these will never leave my <laughs> fucking hands. Yeah, literally. No, it was great. uh it was fucking surreal. <laughs> I think in general though, just to put it in perspective, Ben wasn't kind of like walking. His pace your pace was oh so Oh my god. Yeah. Fast. Can we talk about that yeah. by the way? Like Wait, how fast <laughs> every yeah, time there was a like video. a new yeah. a new witness or people came to walk with you, you'd set off and they'd be like oh like god, speed yeah. walking. But you kept that pace, I shit you not, from hour one to hour 24. You just were so fast. I, I think the, the thing I hadn't anticipated about the track was I'd done all my training on pavement, up and, up and down, off uh, cabs, stopping for cars, yeah. potentially stopping for people, walking on uneven ground. I was on an athletic track, which was made for speed. Mm. And I knew nothing was going to come in my way on roads. So I could just put my head down and fucking go because I knew I was carrying those things for 30 seconds no matter what whether those 30 seconds were at one mile an hour or five mile an hour do you know what I mean so the more ground I could cover in that time period the better yeah. but you were fast it that was, was so it was <laughs> it was I, I don't think, everyone's reaction. I don't think I ever walked so fast with them as that last lap that we had before yeah. we hit the 50.02 kilometers yeah that was fast and I was like I just want to get to the fucking bit because the whole track uh, the, the full whole last lap all I was trying to do was not cry yeah. it did also rain from around 10pm oh until oh, yeah. 10 till 10 I 10 think it rained nine? from about 11am until 11pm so 11pm until about I don't think it stopped until we finished uh, until like an hour before yeah about yeah probably 11. a full 12 hours of rain intermittently on and off so that made it way, way hard. I was my feet were soaking, my feet were blistered to fuck, my hands were all blistered to death and like lizard hands. My traps just felt like they were gonna fall off my body. Um yeah, my my hips are the most sore today. I think it was just the way I must have been wiggling down the track. Yeah. Hips don't lie. <laughs> That's all <laughs> point way, cap. <laughs> We went for a shower. I say we, me and Cal went with Ben to get him all sorted in the shower. He had a shower and he came out and I I was trying to heat up these compies in my hands <laughs> and I couldn't, they, Ben's feet were like wet. Like you couldn't, and we were drying them. We couldn't stick anything to them. So Cal's taking these compies and putting them under the hairdryer. But all I can envision, I wish I got a picture, is Cal's hand like over Ben's foot and bet your feet did not look. No, but you, Cal, you just didn't million. care. You just, yeah, Cal, just got Cal, just, Cal just grabbed these feet, like the heel. And then, and I was like, yeah, rather you than me because yeah. I, I couldn't, I was trying to, with a compede, you have to make it hot yeah. and they weren't heating up and you come back with all these boiling hot yeah, compedes. <laughs> and, and I was just looking at you like, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you you yeah. go, you go. Yeah. I just went and you disinfected do. my hands. Like <laughs> that. Fucking ran. You had trench foot at one point. It was, oh, horrible. It was horrible. And then I got, this is another method that I got. I think it's quite cool to play some of these because people have yeah, gone out yeah, of the way. Sure. So this was from Tom Stoltman. I think what time did we get this message about? It was before I got the world record, definitely. You got them basically all before the world record. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Hey, Ben. Keep on smashing it. You're an inspiration to myself and so many people. You know, when I'm around you, you inspire me to be a better version of myself. So just go out there, keep on smashing it, keep on grinding. The pain is temporary. This reward, this magnificent world record you're going to break is forever. So go out there, smash it, and all, most importantly, stay spicy. Stay spicy. <laughs> stay spicy. <laughs> stay spicy. <laughs> oh, I was laughing after that, but that was yeah, cool. He was good. Wait, so who else did we get shout-outs from? Should we uh, we got another one. That, I mean... Again, someone who means uh, quite a lot to me because I think just what he's done with his own career is really admirable. Um, so this is one I think we got a little bit close to the record again. This was Chris Williamson. Benjamin, it's Chris Williamson. I'm here in LA oh recording a podcast at the moment. But dude, I'm so proud of you. Keep on going. You've got this. Dig deep. All of those things. And soon we will be having Nando's together. <laughs> you will be warm. You will be comfortable. You will be calm. But for now, it is time to end some worlds. Keep on moving, man. Love you to bits. That motivated oh, me again. End some worlds. I was like, yeah, yeah. fucking you, let's you know go, baby. Do you know what's so nice, though? We picked, like, a mass variety of people from all over the world, different places, but who who definitely meant something to you. Because other people listening to that might have been like, oh, I don't. I can't really yeah. resonate with those people. Yeah, Whereas good. these people are, are like pivotal people in your life. Yeah. Whether they're close friends or you've had them on the podcast or they're people you considerably look up to. And I just thought that was something that me and Cal could... Like yeah. it's, I, I think, I don't know about you, Cal, but I found it hard in terms of me and Cal physically couldn't really do much to help you no, when you were doing no, no. it. We were there for you. We were supporting you. We were logistics. We were... But when we're not the ones carrying it so we thought what can we do that might help like morale yeah. or motivation no, it, was, it was amazing i mean so chris chris williamson again is the guy who runs uh the modern wisdom podcast um tom and luke stoltman both sent messages to the two world's strongest men ash we had, dykes, we had ash dykes yeah, who's he's he's made he's broke, broke multiple world <laughs> oh, records yeah. we had zach bitter who's broke world records for uh, multiple running events we had obviously Alex Hormozy. We then had our good friend Nathan from Australia who sent me a really high really, energy message. Yeah. We had James James Haskell, James Haskell. who's one of the, the greatest England rugby players. Yeah. We had Martin Ford. Like I, I was reflecting on some of these messages afterwards and I just thought, this is so weird and surreal. Just yeah. so so weird. Um but like they they weren't the only things that motivate me on the day. Like you were saying, I don't know what I could have done. Uh, probably no one knows this but in my pocket the whole time I had a picture of you um, on a little piece of card and I I also have a piece of card I made ages ago which Lucy's now washed um, it was just it was stick men it was a stick men of me it was the one of Lucy and then uh, two or three kids that I'd envisioned in the future I'd done it about four years ago and I've always kept it in my wallet so I was thinking about that (laughs) but do you know what was awful so when we did go for the shower and we changed. That's when I first saw them. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, so that's... my little graduation pick. Yeah, joking. We yeah. got home <laughs> that day. I like this Ben had a suitcase full of clothes. It it 
Yeah, no, it, it smelled like something. Had Homed. Yeah, yeah. It really <laughs> smelled. I knew I stunk the whole time, by the <laughs> no, way. No, but look, the clothes were collecting a suitcase. Yeah. So I just got home, shoved everything in a wash, packed everything away. Ben fell asleep straight away, and I thought, I can do all this, and I'm going to nap. I got the wash out the next day, and I was like, what's all this fucking tissue? And I was like, uh, we're in the pocket. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. And I bought it to you straight away, wow. didn't I? Sorry, it's just a really awful moment for me. I just kind of, I just said to Ben, I was like, we've had an accident. Uh, My picture survived, but our family picture didn't. So I drew you a new one, didn't I? Yeah, it's probably <gasps> terrible. No, but that's, I think that means more now. <laughs> just the worst. No, because had, he's had that thing for four years, which is why I was so yeah, shocked. There's, there, there's we other, made a new one. There's, <laughs> there's other things that motivate me outside, which are great. And um, oh, they, they, they kept, kept me moving. Forward. That was what the whole concept of the challenge is about for people who... Uh, miss on the other episodes it was the reason why I was doing it was to carry the weight for men hmm. who were carrying like mental pain or physical pain and I even messaged like Cal about this the next day in terms of like how grateful I was because I knew Cal was carrying his own uh, grievances and pain that week and the fact that people were then there to share my pain meant an awful lot for me uh, personally and it was something that I had a lot of uh, 24 hours to think about things so it was um it was again something that spared me on to keep keep moving and keep going through it and just not quit and don't stop. You also as well because you have and you have done it not just to break a world record but you had a bigger meaning obviously to do it for testicular cancer. You raised four thousand seven hundred and fifty one, which oh, makes you Yeah, well that's what it's on so far, is it it does still keep going up. You're the biggest fundraiser you've the fundraised the most money in the uk this year which i think alone is a massive massive achievement you've not really given yourself credit for because yeah. it was as you were doing it every single lap people were donating because i think you were like oh, I, w I, w I wish i could raise more money and i said i guarantee when you start doing it because i don't think people really understood until you started how hard it physically is and when you were doing it we were like hour 16 in hour 17 or even hour 10 the donations were actually really coming in because these people suddenly thought, fucking hell, he's actually doing it. Yeah. And hats off to you for raising that much money for testicular cancer because that's going to help so many people. Yeah, so we got the we got the Guinness World Record and then we also got the record for the biggest fundraiser in the UK with Movember. And I can honestly say from the event, I had some of the worst, but some of the best moments of my entire life during that 24 hours. And one of the biggest life lessons that it's taught me is no matter how much pain I'm in, no matter how hard things get, no matter how dark, how cold, how shit things are, the question I will always ask myself now, can I just take one more step? And if I can take one more step, then can I, I can ask myself again, can I take one more? Can I take one more? And if I'm, if I'm capable of doing it, then I'll take another step and then I'll figure it out after that. Because I think one thing we get stuck with is looking too far ahead and thinking, oh, I've got another 20K to walk. But yeah, I've got another 20K to walk, but can I walk one more step? And then we just take it from there. And that's all That's all you can do in situations where things are hard, things are tough, things are shit, you're unhappy, you're cold, you're wet, you're damp, you've got no money, you spill off your girlfriend. Can you just get to that next day? Do you know what was interesting? You said it to me actually on the Sunday. You said, I don't, I don't feel how you felt after your 100K. I haven't got that post-race depression or post-athlete depression. Did, 
people call it? Gold medal syndrome. Gold medal syndrome. You're like, I haven't, I haven't got it at all. Why do you think that is? Like you've kind, you've not really had the post farmers carry blues or whatever you'd want to call it. Um, I think it's probably difficult. I mean, I'm not saying that I won't get it, but maybe because you knew you were going to go out running again, it will, it would remind you of the event. Maybe you would lack as much purpose. Maybe you would go out running and think everything that I do compared to this is go- is not going to be as mm. heroic or as big or as sensational. Whereas I really don't plan <laughs> on taking those handles out as much or as often or, or ever. Ever. So, <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to like miss it or 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 have that trigger of thinking about the event because I'm not going to have hold of those handles very frequently. They're probably just going to go in a glass box somewhere as a memento. But do you have that maybe the desire to do more? Or? I, think, I think I definitely, I think it's definitely addictive, the the pain. I, do you know what? Like, And this is something that I thought about when Chris Williamson messaged me about the next day because I was in agony, lay on the sofa, tired. And he said, enjoy the pain because you deserve it. And it's a hard thing to do. It is, but it made me realize the fact that you've you've managed to put in that much work to put yourself in that much pain, and you're capable of doing it. So enjoy it. Absolutely, and unfortunately, we have run out of time today. We have. Um, with our guest Benjamin Halden. But I'm gonna I'm gonna end this podcast how we usually end, and just where can people find more of you? Uh, shall I bring my bank card out? People can. No, no, no. I'm joking though. But people, people can still donate to the testicular cancer cause. Links will be below. Links will be below. Yeah, it's um with Movember. I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. What I'm gonna do next? I haven't really planned that far ahead. I think that's part of my personality where I'm not as organized and far thinking. I know I have actually a little bit. Yeah, I'd say you have. My my goals this year, and I'll just tell people it because I don't care. My goal was to get the world record, win my first Muay Thai fight, and win a High Rocks. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and also, this is something we didn't speak about at the start. We had, well, basically, rewinding back to the start <coughs> on the Tuesday evening. Sorry. Sorry, just to mention it. At 10 p.m., Guinness World Record said, oh, by the way, Ben, you can't use any, not only can you not use family, you oh, can't mate, use any obviously. friends as witnesses for the event, which means that at on Wednesday, three days before the event, I needed to find 14 people. Strangers. 14 people I didn't know. Yeah, who you didn't know, who you physically weren't allowed to even yeah. Not know. even know. Not have a relationship with, yeah. not have had text messages with, yep. nothing. Insane. So how, like for, I'm very lucky, but how is the, any other person supposed to find 14 people you don't know? Because that is the fucking point. You do not know them. Yeah, literally. So shout out to the 14 people who, I think through L- Lucy's social media and other means, uh, put themselves forward on a Google sheet to then just randomly turn up at Bebbington Oval in stupid o'clock in the morning through unsociable hours, through times where they probably had other things to do, give up four hours of their time and walk with me in the wet and in the rain. And every time that we walk the lap, log the lap time, spend time filling in paperwork and supporting me all the way through. 
I think they just deserve yeah, a massive round of applause because also yeah, to the to those people, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, it would yeah. not have happened. Like genuinely, no, it wouldn't no, have you happened. Physically, can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the rules and regulations. I I do understand by Guinness World Record, they're 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 very strict. I I call them strict and intense. And without those witnesses, these these fourteen people turn up who don't have don't know who they are. It's a very scary thing for them to do as well. So yeah, absolutely, hats off to the the witnesses but i think this was such a an important i just want to give one uh, i just want like a last couple of shout outs so big thank you to lucy's mum and dad who just came and camped for 24 hours <laughs> in, in, a, in a camper van they look they had a time with <laughs> just, just, just insane uh shout out to all our our, our, fr- our close friends i mean yeah, there's there's two many of them to to even mention um well i'm gonna mention them steph grant ash laws paddy dan Dana Looney, Johnny Ward, Ellie, Charlie, Ollie, Ellie, Nick, Ollie, Aaron. Nick, Aaron. Um, I'm sure there's. So this more. is now you don't want to miss uh, yeah, anyone. Yeah, all my cousins. Jen, Jen, Darren, Danielle, Darren, Danielle, Jack, also. Kate, Jack, four, Craig, five. Kate, Emma, Craig, Jay, Emma, kids, kids. Yeah. mum, your mum, dad, uncles, auntie, uncles, aunties, kids. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, my mum and dad, ev- everyone. The, and I'm Meg. Uh, Meg truly apologize if missed anyone but you know who you special are. people are i also want to give a massive shout out by the way to bow watch who uh our cctv company um who have not asked for any endorsement whatsoever not even asked me to mention on the podcast um we were really really threatening and stressing about how we were going to record the event because it's difficult recording a, tr- a full track for 24 hours through the night and getting all that footage and getting cameras to stay on for that long. And we were trying to figure out all different ways we can do it. This company called Bowwatch, um, who provides CTV, CTV and other services to do with video cameras, uh, came down and fitted, I don't know, 60 odd grand's worth of kit to cover the whole event for absolutely free because they wanted to be involved in a men's mental health charity. So I just want to give a massive shout out to them. And again, if, if anyone's looking for like CTV work or operating on building sites or whatever it may be, that with those kind of services, check out Barwatch because not only are they fantastic in terms of the service that they deliver, but they also care, which I think I've learned through doing charity work. There's a lot of people who don't care or don't give a shit. And mm-hmm. I think those companies who do have that real human element of things and are willing to go above and beyond the people deserve all that they applause. Hear, hear. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Everyone who is listening, Make sure you subscribe, keep liking the podcast, review, let us know what you think. Any questions, drop in the comments boxes. Can I, as yeah. I'm on the podcast for the first time in forever, I want to take a quick second to say, as the person who is on the background, <laughs> looking at the Spotify and the YouTube stats, there is a shocking number of people who are not subscribed to this thing, but they watch it every single week. So if you're one of these people, you may Shame not even you. know about it. Have a look in the, just on the page, on Spotify, on YouTube, see if you can press subscribe if you can. You will make my next performance review go significantly smoother. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't actually. It just you literally just do click a button, which is yeah. actually so true. And um, but yeah, it, it, we can't take like we wouldn't be here, not so fit couple, and what we do, we wouldn't be filming here at Spotify today without you. And it just shows how important you guys are to help us progress this podcast as much as possible and take us into the stratosphere. That's the one. Let's go. Goodbye. Do one of zero. Yeah. Be one, one of zero. Of zero. Keep fucking moving. Peace.